please remember that information and advice provided on this podcast is based off my personal experiences as a young girl with ADHD. Although I do analyze, mention and cite valid peer-reviewed sources, my podcast is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have concerns or questions regarding your own amazing brain and mental health, please talk to a medical provider. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I speak to my listeners today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. I also pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I hope that you are all doing okay and staying safe. Uh, I think what, a week ago or something, I had a New Year's Eve, a New Year's Eve, I had a New Year's episode giving some updates, talking about how excited I am to go into the new year, da 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 da, da. Well, a lot has happened uh, since I recorded that episode and actually at the time of recording this episode on this day, I am in isolation as I unfortunately contracted the spicy cough coronavirus. Um, yeah, I'm double vaxxed, thank God, and I'm doing well, which means that I'm able to manage my symptoms at home, and I have really good blood oxygen levels, they're ranging between 99 and 100, so I'm doing really dandy. I've been isolating with my entire family, um, but I've been in my bedroom the whole time, I've been using my mask, gloves, Glen 20 spray when using the bathroom, I've got a air purifier, I've got everything, and I implore all of you to please get vaccinated, to get tested, and to avoid doing things that aren't COVID safe. Just because pubs, clubs, and bars are open doesn't mean that you should always go to them. Just because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean you should do it. Just because you're allowed to drink and smoke cigarettes doesn't mean that you should do it all the time and abuse it. Because having COVID isn't fun. Although I'm going to be okay and I'm doing really well and I'm well enough to record this episode, I 10 out of 10 would not recommend contracting this virus as it can be quite exhausting, debilitating, life-threatening, and it can impact your ability to go to work and to study. So just please be sensible. And that actually brings me to today's episode. And it's going to be a little serious to begin with. We're going to be talking about COVID and ADHD. But to finish up, we're going to start with my new series, which is the ADHD biography. I still don't have a name for it yet at the time of recording this. So please, please listeners come up with a name. But basically, to finish up, we're going to be talking about an ADHD character or ADHD coded character and how they're ADHD and if they are a positive representation of it. But for now, let's get into the serious stuff. Let's talk about COVID and ADHD. So as we know, when whoever you are, ADHD or not, having a virus reduces your quality of life in that moment. However, being ADHD and having a virus can severely impact you and it can worsen your ADHD symptoms. It can lead to further inattention, chronic boredom, low motivation and low frustration threshold. ADHD is also associated with increased severity of COVID-19 symptoms and more frequent referral to hospitalization. And this is according to a study published in the Journal of Inattention Disorders. So, we're going to talk about this study, but before I do, I want to let you all know that I'm going to link this in my description. And I would love to know if there's any more research on this. I find it to be an interesting topic and 
That's being said, I'm not saying that if you're ADHD and you've got COVID, you're somehow a special case. I just find this study very interesting um, and I would love to know if there's more on it. And I'd love to know if this study could be disproved because it's a very niche topic. Like you would never associate a neurobiological disorder with a respiratory illness, a respiratory virus. So if any of you have more information, if any of you are in the field of virology, epidemiology or you're just a geek and a nerd and you're interested in this, I would love to know more about it. So let's talk about the study. 1,870 COVID-19 positive patients aged 5 to 60 years registered in the database of Lumet Health from February to June 2020, 231 of whom had ADHD. So the logistic regression analysis models evaluated the association between ADHD and the dependent variables of being symptomatic or referred to hospital. And this was the controlling demographic and medical variables. So the study, uh, the results found that age and male sex and BMI were confirmed to be significant risk factors for increased COVID-19 severity. ADHD was found to be associated with increased severity of COVID symptoms and referral to hospitalization. Furthermore, psychiatric populations in general are known to be high risk for adverse outcomes of infection. For instance, a large population study in Denmark suggested that a diagnosis of depression was associated with a higher 30-day mortality for those hospitalized with an infection. This also appears true for COVID-19. For example, a psychiatric diagnosis for patients hospitalized with COVID-19 was linked to a 1.5-fold increased risk of a COVID-19-related death in comparison with COVID-19 patients who had not received a psychiatric diagnosis. Adverse outcomes adults with ADHD include smoking, drug use, accidents, poor diabetes controlled, and a shortened lifespan. ADHD would therefore be predicted to be associated with poor COVID-19 outcomes, even with only by association with other clinical correlates. Given the extent to which ADHD patients are at a high risk on many other known and unknown variables, it may even be possible that ADHD may predict poor COVID outcomes. So this is quite a serious sounding study and topic. This sounds quite scary. However, we don't necessarily want to classify ADHD as, as immunocompromised or vulnerable. As this study is only one and its results don't show that we don't respond to a vaccine and that we're unable to access them. Therefore, it'd be kind of incorrect and appropriative to um, refer to myself as compromised or vulnerable. But what these studies do not touch on is how hard and detrimental it is having to isolate due to COVID and how tough it can be on someone's mental health. Being sick with such a serious virus and already being ADHD can cause a lot of issues. It can increase anxiety, sensory issues such as sensory overload and just overall energy levels. ADHD is a very hypersensitive disorder to have. So we're very hypersensitive people to how we feel when it comes to our sense, our, you know, our scent, our taste, and our overall like feeling, whether we feel really cold or really hot, uh, the feeling of being feverish. A lot of COVID symptoms can impact an ADHD. So already do we Let's say for me, for example, I really value my ability to smell and taste. It's one of the things that I have positive sensory experiences with. When you take that away, it can almost be like 
experiencing sensory dysfunction or executive dysfunction. And ADHD and anxiety don't go well together because can you imagine if you've got ADHD and anxiety and you're like, first of all, I'm feeling breathless. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like it's the worst sensory experience to have. And it would just play and play on your mind. And imagine suffering from, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder, constantly having compulsive thoughts that you're going to die, that you're breathless, you're going to die, that you're breathless, you're going to die, that you're breathless. It's really, really horrible. And just like the constant feeling of being blocked up and feeling ill and heavy in the mind makes it really hard for ADHDers to distract themselves. It makes it harder for them to pick up a book and to go into another world and distract themselves or to write something. It also makes it harder for us to focus and we also forget to take our medication. A lot of people don't realize that some antibiotics and some treatments when someone is feeling ill can interact with COVID-19, COVID-19, can interact with ADHD medication. So therefore, ADHDs have to miss out on taking their meds, which for some ADHDs, a day of not taking their meds or a week or a couple of days can severely impact their quality of life and make them feel a lot worse. For some ADHDs, taking, not taking medication isn't an option. Thankfully, a lot of the medications that are used to treat colds don't interact. So like Panadol and Nurofen don't interact with ADHD medication. But if you're in a fog and you're in bed all day because you're not feeling well and you've got COVID, it's hard to remember to take your meds. It's a really, really isolating experience. It's also a lot harder for us ADHDers to practice rest and to minimize stress, which are the main causes of illness. It's a lack of rest and stress. And us ADHDers love to run ourselves down. We're often stressed and we create a breeding ground for illness and viruses. Um, because ADHDs constantly feel like we have to continue doing stuff and we have to constantly produce. And when we're sick, we're unable to do that. So we've run ourselves down from wanting to do so much, but when we're sick, we keep wanting to do things. And then it's just this, it's this really, really vicious cycle. And I'm glad that I get to manage this at home and that I'm well enough to record an episode. But it's been a highly unpleasant experience, an unpleasant experience having COVID. It's really horrible and it's a really isolating one. Uh, the first couple of days for me were filled with a lot of sensory discomfort. My throat felt like it had rocks in it. And my nose was starting to make my head feel really heavy, like it was going to burst. And it made me cloudy, forgetful and clumsy, which was really frustrating and scary to experience. And furthermore, having to isolate in your room can get really hard and it can lead to having some thoughts that are quite anxiety inducing because the thought of getting sicker or fainting and being alone and not having someone there to know if you've fainted is really, really scary. And even though I know my parents are in the house and that I can call them every time, all the time and they FaceTime me to check I'm okay, just the thought of maybe falling asleep and not waking back up and having these anxious thoughts are not healthy. They're not good for anyone, let alone an ADHDR. And like I was saying before, I feel like I'm unable to do a lot of things because being an ADHD person, I constantly want to be doing things. I want to be writing, reading, dancing, you know, even this podcast and it's frustrating when you can't because you're too sick. It feels like I'm underperforming, even though 
I don't have to perform to anyone. No one's watching. I don't have anyone to do anything for. It still feels like in my mind, in that voice, I'm not doing enough. And it feels exactly like when we were in lockdown. And I and I talk about this in that episode, ADHD and locked down. I did a whole episode on how you want to be doing things, you want to be producing, but because you're in this state of ADHD paralysis and now ADHD sickness, it's like a mean, nasty cycle. And you just sit in your days going, well, what have I done? What have I done? Like, what have I been doing? What have I been doing? I've just been sitting around feeling ill. So I honestly wouldn't recommend getting COVID to anybody. Obviously, some people can't help it. Some people are healthcare workers and get it, you know, um, by just, you know, trying to do the right thing. And obviously, some people just get it and it's often bad luck. But if you can avoid doing COVID-inducing activities, I, I would highly recommend that. But enough about the negativity. Let's talk about some things that can help you feel better and keep everyone around you safe. If you get a positive COVID result, whether that be on a rapid antigen test or a PCR test, uh, you need to start isolating immediately, especially if you have symptoms so that you don't spread it to the people that you're living with um, and the people that you're working with. You need to open the windows in the room that you'll be isolating in. And if you have an air conditioner or an air purifier, turn those on and close your door. And you need to make sure that there's no dirty air circulating in the rest on the house. Try to avoid going into common areas like the bathroom or the kitchen. Um, And if you do go into those spaces and you need to, wear a mask, keep a fan or window open and spray down each surface that you touch with a disinfectant spray like Glen 20. And I know that, you know, being ADHD, it's hard to remember to do these things, but you need to. Another thing that you need to remember is to stay hydrated. ADHD is forget appetite and forget thirst. So make sure that you have a reminder that tells you to drink water every 30 to 40 minutes. It is so important that you keep up with your fluid intake because the way that you help congestion and a sore throat is with water. It drains it all out. That's why doctors always tell you when you have a cold or anything like that, a a virus, fluid, fluid, fluid. If you're feeling like you don't really like the taste of water, it's something that's impacting you because of your taste buds, hydrolyte. Um, flavored water, lemon flavored water can absolutely help or having your water in a fun water bottle. There's nothing wrong with being a little childish and putting your water in a cute water bottle. Now, the next thing I'm going to say is that I'm absolutely not here to give medical advice in terms of taking medications. That's not my job, but I would recommend talking to a doctor um, on a telehealth appointment, obviously, and seeing what medications you can take to manage your symptoms I'm currently taking Panadol and Nurofen, but that's only for me and I'm not going to recommend it to anybody else unless you have a doctor who has told you to do so. So that's just what I've been doing. Um, the other thing that you should do is get a support person or a group of people that can contact you every couple of hours or every few days while you're at home and ask you how you're doing and to keep you company. You can also ask a friend or your partner to watch TV with you on FaceTime by sharing their screen so you can feel like you're watching it together and see each other's reactions. This really, really helps with the feeling of loneliness and of not being productive, having someone there to talk to you and not making you feel like you're alone. If you're not feeling crazy energetic and you don't really feel crazy about reading or writing, 
Playing a video game and watching YouTube is a great way to relax and also listening to music. This is the time that you get to binge watch your TV shows, go on YouTube, play video games and not feel bad and not feel like, oh, I should get up and go for a walk. They're a great, great way to help you like access a bit of joy and a bit of freedom. Um, the other great thing that I like to do is to go onto my front porch or back porch, if you have one, alone and just sit there. Being outside and getting fresh air really, really helps with the feeling of being claustrophobic and anxiety. And it's just, it's very relaxing. It's very tranquil and being outside never hurt anybody. Staying in your room all the time with minimal light isn't great for the mind, isn't great for the skin. So going outside or sticking your head in front, outside of a window can be really, really, really helpful. And make sure to schedule multiple telehealth appointments with your doctor and possibly a counsellor psychologist if you're starting to have dark thoughts and it's starting to get a bit too much. Because although these things helped me like YouTube and, and, and video games, they might not help you and you might be in a space where you need to talk to someone professional. Um, and it's really easy for ADHDs to catastrophize and to have their brains take them to a really dark place. So just remember that you are really not alone. A lot of people are getting COVID and we're getting through it. And although it shouldn't be taken, taken lightly, everyone is getting it. And those who are vaccinated have a greater and higher chance of surviving and being okay. And I have every confidence in the world that you will too. So if you're listening right now and you've got COVID or you're feeling unwell and you have a cold, I'm truly wishing you a speedy recovery. And if you're an ADHD who's got a cold or COVID and you're feeling really uh, having a sensory, um, you know, nightmare, I'm giving you a massive COVID safe hug. It sucks. It's horrible. But there are things that you can do to help. And I truly hope that the Lucy pod is a wonderful distraction for you and that it makes you feel just a little bit better. But please, guys, remember to bloody get vaccinated, book your boosters, get tested. And if you feel sick, COVID or not, whether it's a cold, gastro, laryngitis, anything contagious, stay home and listen to the Lucy pod. So with that out of the way, we're going to move on to the next segment of this episode, which is an ADHD biography. And we'll be back very soon. All right, and we're back with our final little segment that I don't have a name for yet. So we're just going to keep calling it ADHD biography uh, because I need suggestions. And also, I want to make it clear that these episodes are all in good fun. These segments are for fun. Um, I'm not diagnosing people. I'm not making light. I am just talking about ADHD representation in a lighthearted, fun, enjoyable, creative way and I am open to disagreements and I'm open to suggestions on how you would like it done but let's do it let's get into it we've got the PSA out of the way this is in a lot of people's opinion and you you're free to disagree a very 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 iconic ADHD figure an ADHD coded figure and that is Mr Bart Simpson from the Simpsons so I and you can flame me for this, you can bag me, I am not a Simpsons person. I have only watched maybe a couple of scenes and maybe one movie um, of The Simpsons. It's not my jam, it's not something I'm really into, not because I'm not like other girls, it's just something I wasn't really 
exposed to or interested in. But now that I know that there's all these theories floating around that BART is ADHD, I might give it a go. Speaking of BART, I need to have a COVID cough. So let's take our COVID cough break, insert some fun music. (coughs) So I've done my research and we're going to briefly talk about how Bart Simpson is ADHD coded and if he is a positive representation of uh, ADHD in people or not, obviously in people. The first thing I want to get out of the way is that, again, it's a male representation, just much like autism is represented in the media, it's always represented through boys. And the standard for boys having ADHD is always very comical. It's very sort of goofy and silly because societally and historically men are allowed to be very exuberant and loud and bubbly and annoying um and it's very appropriate for them whereas for women it's like if you're bubbly and exuberant you're bossy you're annoying you're unladylike so it kind of pushes women out so Bart is kind of seen as charming and funny and silly and goofy um And I'm sure there's a lot of ADHD boys who identify with him, who are very energetic, who are easily distracted. But that's the one issue I'm having with this representation is that it's a boy, once again, um, being represented, which obviously it's important to have boys represented. But again, it's like it's not only boys who have um, ADHD. It's 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 also girls like we exist. um, (laughs) We exist as well. But anyway, Let's uh let's talk about Bart. So the first thing is he's uh he's a young boy. And throughout the show you see him sort of struggling in school. He's quite chatty. He's quite loud. Um and he's quite energetic and he's very forgetful. He's quite cheeky in class and he struggles to uh, focus. So basically it's 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 pointing out all of the typical ADHD traits and apparently in an episode um one of the principals the principal principal Skinner calls him a classic case of attention deficit disorder and suggests that he takes focusin which is a parody of Ritalin which I find really quite funny um which means that I might watch it and that episode portrays ADHD and its treatments in a really sort of outrageous and over-the-top fashion so like you know, Bart sits up and he's flying correctly. He becomes really anxious since taking Ritalin. He like covers himself in tinfoil. He starts spouting conspiracy theories um, about a major baseball league and he starts spying on people. Um, So it kind of is this, obviously The Simpsons is funny and it's meant to be funny and it's meant to take the mickey out of everything and I'm not taking offense but again it's a very sort of I don't want to say problematic but it's a very inaccurate representation of ADHD and medication because although Bart clearly is very ADHD and his presentation of it is valid he's a young exuberant boy he he's energetic he's loving he's got a lot to give the fact that the minute he takes medication it makes him this paranoid weird mess is really inaccurate. Obviously, medication can and does cause anxiety in some people, but to suggest that it causes schizophrenic and paranoid delusions is a bit of a stretch, but 
The Simpsons could be pointing at a larger issue that medication doesn't solve everything. The fact that Principal Skinner, instead of offering help like, hey, let's see what can help Bart with his inattention, he just says medication will fix it. Like medication is a cure-all and maybe this episode is pointing out the fact that Bart maybe doesn't respond well to medication. Maybe we need to just let him live his ADHD life and just give him um, extra support. So maybe this episode isn't a mockery. Maybe it's pointing out a larger issue. Maybe it's talking about how ADHD treatment should be better tailored. Maybe it's pointing out the fact that the education system should be better suited to handling children with ADHD. Or maybe it's pointing out that ADHD in boys is just overdiagnosed and maybe Bart is just unruly. I haven't watched the show enough to make that assessment, but I would like to know from Avid Simpsons watchers, do you think Bart is just an unruly boy who is just like out there or do you think he is ADHD? Because there is that common theme that boys who display ADHD traits tend to be very quickly labelled as ADHD when they might just be over-exuberant and very hyper. That could be an interesting take. Now, the reason why I think it's good to have a character like Bart be possibly ADHD-coded is because The Simpsons is one of the most popular cartoon um, shows, like uh, cartoons in the world, I want to say. And I don't know what its demographic is, but I think it's a very sort of family-friendly show. So you've got a whole range of genders and people watching it. And I think that that level of exposure is really, really good. Um, I think the flip and upside to it is that it presents ADHD in a comical manner, which I think has its place. And I think that I would rather see ADHD presented in a lighthearted way rather than a really tragic, offensive manner. However... That being said, the whole tinfoil thing of Bart taking medication for some people could be viewed as offensive. I find it funny. I find Focusin, a play on words with Ritalin, I, I find that quite hilarious. However, some others might not find that funny, but I think the fact that ADHD-coded characters can infiltrate themselves into these really sort of satirical, sardonic and ironic TV shows is really, really cool. And for me, even though I haven't watched the show, I personally find Bart to be a very lovable character. From what I've seen of him, he's quite sweet. And I like that representation of ADHD because a lot of other characters and suggestions of ADHD, it's quite like they're annoying, they're unlikable, they're mean, they're evil. Like people always say like Jonah from Tonga is an example of people with ADHD. And that's like a whole nother issue whereas Bart is this really fun loving kid who's got a lot to give yeah he's a pain in the ass but like you kind of have to love him and he's not portrayed as stupid which I do like and people might be thinking Luce you've got it all wrong he's totally portrayed as stupid but compared to like what's his face Homer who's portrayed as not very intelligent I don't like the word stupid Bart's presented as this really like sort of mischievous um, always up to something character and I, I appreciate that I like that because we are we are always mentally up to something you might think that we're off with the fair fairies we're not really thinking about anything 
but there is a lot of stuff going on up here. We have got things to think about and things to do. We're not always worried about school, Professor Skinner or Principal Skinner. So that is my first little taste into ADHD biographies. Obviously, I can only get better from here with suggestions, with um, different characters that you suggest. But let me know if you like this segment. If you hate it, I'll still keep doing it. But I would love to have positive feedback and helpful feedback to know where I could improve. And I really enjoyed recording this episode despite the cough breaks. Uh, recording the Lucy pod gives me a sense of normalcy because, like I said, for the past um, four or five days, I've just been in my room kind of doing the same things over and over. So researching for this episode and writing up a script and you know recording an episode has really sort of changed the course of the day and has given me something to look forward to. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you all. Hopefully by the time that this episode is published, I test negative and I'm feeling better and um, all of that good stuff. So to close off this episode, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the Lucy pod. Please do not forget to follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at the Lucy pod and to also follow me and like and rate me with five stars on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com, all at the Lucy Pod. And if you want even more Lucy Pod, you can also check out my website, which is the Lucy Pod on WordPress. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. And if you've got COVID, get better soon and go watch The Simpsons. Bye.